0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Starpings Avenue Small Dances Self-help from the hip Small Dances We're talking that shit Small Dances And keeping it real Small. So funky. (laughs) Welcome to a special edition of Small Doses. What makes this special? Well, we haven't done a solo episode in quite some time. It's really been dope getting to just kind of open up the podcast and talking to other folks. Also, it's special because we're gonna talk about something that is very, um, maybe not. It you know, it's not important. But it's so joyful. And I think that we deserve some joy. And so today's episode is all about candy. Mm -hmm. Now, I know some of y'all are like, what the fuck is she going to talk about candy for an hour, 45 minutes? What is she going to talk about? Let me tell you, I'm a candy connoisseur, okay? And I believe that candy is also keeping me young and it's not to say that it has to be like this crazy sugar candy no like even if you are eating them like three calorie candies then three grams of fat candies or sugarless candies candy brings joy everybody know that it creates a fun circus in your mouth of flavor of saliva it's a burst of nostalgia it can keep you grounded in your youth you know it's a treat it's a treat. And I think it's also something rather American, right? Because I feel like the French are like, I'm going to have a croissant. And we're like, I'm going to have a payday. And let me tell you, throughout this episode, I'll be referencing my favorite candies. And I hope that if you haven't tried them and you're able to, that you do. And if you are not able to based on like, maybe you are trying to be on a no sugar diet or if you are diabetic, et cetera, et cetera, whatever reason you have, I hope you find the sugar free version to indulge in because let me tell ya, I love me some candy y'all. I think people ask me all the time, like, how do you look so young? Is it your skin regimen? You know, are you working out? And it's like, no, I feel like it's that I really am still very much a kid and much of that is attributed to my continued joy of candy. Now Halloween is approaching and I am actually not a big fan of Halloween. I've never really got into it. Uh, once we reached the age where you couldn't trick or treat, I was like, I don't see what the point of this is. And you know, I'm not like about the whole scary life. I don't think being scared is fun. I don't think it's like enjoyable. Like people are like, oh, it's the adrenaline. I'm like, no, it's the anxiety. I'm good. A haunted house feels like Almost if not worse than the idea of having a colonic. I just I'm good. I don't mm-mm. I don't want it. I don't want to have it. I don't want to be there. I don't want to have someone jump out at me. I'm not interested in like, ooh, spooky scary, scary, spooky. And if you saw what happened at this like fright night in Marlboro County, Maryland, there was like a whole ass like brawl from teenagers in the parking lot. That is its own fright night. For me. So yeah, I never really played with, with the with the Halloween of it all since we stopped trick-or-treating because as you see, the candy was my draw. Okay. Mm-hmm. The candy was what was pulling me to the ghoulish time. Okay. And it wasn't even this people are like, oh, what about the costumes? I'm like, I'm a performer. I'm I'm in costume like once a week. It's fine. It's fine. So for those of you out there who relate, uh yeah. We're not going to be talking about Halloween, but this is kind of a Halloween-related episode by nature of the fact that candy and Halloween go hand in hand. Now, I know when I was trick-or-treating as a yacht, as a local yacht, you know, people still felt like they needed to give out certain levels of candy. I don't know what it's like at this point. I don't know what people are on right now. You know, people are giving out dried seaweed as as (laughs) trick-or-treat because, you know, everybody's so healthy. I don't know. But in my youth, it was very important that you went out, you trick-or-treated, that people gave you good amounts, all right? A strong handful. And you came home and you divvied it up. You divvied it up. And this was like a real exciting time. You also got to do a little version of this during Easter, right? But Halloween was the real candy, like the meeting of the candies, like the candy convention, if you will. Okay? okay. And I know... That I used to get frustrated because so much of the candy was milk chocolate and chocolate just is not really like my jam like that. And it's like, how many baby Snickers can you give? Like how many baby Snickers? I'm not really a big fan of baby Snickers. And then I dated somebody whose penis was small to the size of a baby Snickers. And I'm not going to penis shame anybody, but I'm just going to say that he really thought he was packing a big old payday. He thought he was packing a king size. But it was a baby Snickers. And if he hadn't thought he was packing a king size, then I wouldn't have made a comical reference to it. But like he really y'all thought he was out here like so bang, bang. And it was like, mm. Yeah, it's not really that. And so that's the only real frame of reference that I have for, you know, the fun size Snickers beyond just having it run up and through my candy when I was trick or treating and being like, I don't want all of this fucking Snickers. The big thing in the nineties and the eighties and nineties, I feel was like they had the fun packs now, but back then it was like, they didn't have as much of a variety. Like basically everybody got the same fun pack and it was like little mini baby roots, little mini baby Snickers, little mini baby paydays, right? right? And then they had like these other small ones that were like squares, and it was like little Hershey bars, little Nestle bars, little Mr. Good bars, and it had little Kit Kats. And then people would also come with Reese's Buttercups. Reese's Pieces, by the way, are a very underrated candy. Big fan of the Reese's PC. See, the Reese's Buttercup feels like too rich, it's a whole cup. Okay. And even the cup is edible. It's like a lot. It's a lot, but the Reesey PC, it just feels like it's just the right amount of potent peanut butter. You know what I'm saying? I love me a Reese's Pieces. I don't really do them all the time, but I'm a fan and I treat myself to a little delicacy ever so often. I mean, literally they're so good that Drew Hill said, swallow you like Reese's Pieces. Come on girl. You know, I need you. Like he was in the studio making a song about love And Reese's pieces came to his mind because that's how good they are. They're so good that they were juxtaposed with the thought about deep love. So anywho, that was my Halloween experience, but I used to get the most joy when I would open, when I would like throw out my Halloween bag and I'd have like the mini Twizzlers, big fan of the mini Twizzlers, and when people would go out of their way to find like the unique Halloween candies, okay, because sweet tarts used to have these little two packs, baby, those two packs packed up punch, and then sweet tarts at a certain point decided to release a new flavor. And before I go on this podcast, can we just talk about when these places would drop new flavors? See, y'all are so, a lot, let me not, let me not age shame, but some of y'all are so young that you don't really know about when like new flavors popped off. You, you really take apple flavored candy for granted. All right. Y'all really just feel like, Oh yeah, like that's been out here. I was there. All right. right. I was there when they dropped the apple flavored Jolly Rancher when I was in fourth grade. All right. I was there. I was there. My mother was like, yo, There's new apple-flavored Jolly Ranchers. I was like, what are you talking about? And then she produced them because my mother cares about candy the way I care about candy. And let me tell you, I was popular. I was banco popular that day at school because I had me some apple-flavored Jolly Ranchers and they were still like hot off the presses. People were like, oh my God, these exclusives. You brought up the exclusives. I had them. I had them. I was there. I was there when Jolly Ranchers dropped the blueberry. I was there when Sweet Tarts dropped the blue fruit punch flavor. Y'all wasn't there. I was there. All right? What you know about Skittles? I was there when there was only one bag of Skittles. One bag of taste in the rainbow. There was only one rainbow. Now they've diversified the rainbow. They got berry rainbows. They got Pacific, what is it? Island flavor rainbows. They got sour flavor rainbows. Let me tell you, I used to have sour Skittles on my rider. Your writer is basically like when you go do shows, it's what they are required to like provide for you in your dressing room. And my writer is pretty basic. It's like apple juice, water, fruit plate, vegetable plate, and then I had sour Skittles. Y'all, I, I was eating so many sour Skittles, I was getting ulcers in my mouth. <laughs> mouth, which also happened when I was younger with sour punch straws. I, was, I ate so many sour punch straws. My mom would get a tub of them from Costco. My mom was really bad about indulging me with the candy. And now that she's older, she'd be trying to like shut me down. I'm like, it's too late now, bro. You made this happen. And so I had a bucket of sour punch straws and that shit like burned off the roof of my mouth. <laughs> so I'm very wary. Okay. I'm very wary, but I was there at the beginning of some of these candy moments that y'all don't even know about, all right? And when we were in Halloween times and people would come up with these new joints, the new candies, you would be like, yo, you care about us. Now, there would be the ever so often person who would drop a toothbrush in your bag. and You'd be like, what are, you, what are you trying to say? You think my mother doesn't brush my teeth? Like, get out of here. So, the last time I trick-or-cheated, I remember I was... 15, I dressed up as a gypsy, which now we know is completely inappropriate and absolutely unacceptable. But at the time I did not know that I did not have that knowledge. I put on a patterned skirt and red lips and jewelry and was like, yeah, this is a thing. And, uh, my, my best friend at the time, Julia, she was Snow White and we headed out. We were 15, <laughs> but we looked like we were 12. And so, yeah, This year is going to be the first time that I'm going to hand out candy to children myself. I live in a neighborhood and, you know, my house is on a street and the kids are going to come through and I feel very, very responsible for making sure that they are given top level candies. This is not the time to decide, oh, I'm going to give them these unique candies that I discovered in Tijuana. This is not the time to be like, oh, I'm going to drop in their bags a kinder from Germany because they're cool. It's like, listen, I'm not saying that that isn't cool, but like give also something of a standard because Americans, specifically children, they don't have a flexible palate. Okay. Give them what they want. Give them what they like. Now, this is also the time of year where there's quite a bit of disdain and disrespect hurled in the direction of a particular community. That community are candy corn eaters. Now, I got to tell you, I know this is a very controversial topic for many. You know, some people's disdain for candy corn is even deeper than their disdain for Donald Trump. And I... The only reason I can say I understand is because my love for candy corn is so deep. I don't even know who you people are that would deny an autumn mix, okay? My autumn mix by Brax has chocolate-based candy corn, corn corn-based candy corn, because yeah, the yellow is corn, doy, and pumpkins. Full on pumpkins! And y'all don't want it? you here to crinkle of a bag because that's letting you know I'm for real when I'm talking about this. All right. I'm for real. Love me some candy corns. Why do you like candy corn, Amanda? Because it's just it's pure sugar, but it has a honey sweetness to it. And it's just unlike any other candy. It has a uniqueness to it. I love candy corn just off the strength that there ain't really nothing else out here in the candy corn market. You know what I'm saying? Like there's different candies that are touching the same type of base, right? Like Sour Punch Straws is very similar to like Sour Spaghetti, some Haribo and other little things. It's also very similar to the Punch Straws. Remember, there was Sour Punch Straws, but then there was Punch Straws. that came in the package, you get them at the bodega. Exactly. They all in the same gang. Candy corn, there's nothing like it. Nothing. And some of y'all are like, yeah, there's nothing like it because nobody wants it. Clearly, that's not true. Clearly, that's not true because I want it. I eat candy corn year round. Some folks are just waiting on Christmas. It's not candy canes. Candy canes, I get it. It's only for Christmas. Candy corns, why? Why is it only a harvest meal? Why is it only a convection for the equinox? No. No. I love me some candy corn. I don't care who knows it. I'll scream it from the rooftop. I'm Amanda Seals and I love candy corn. And it's just another reason for people to hate me and it's fine. It's fine. You know? I'm not fr- I'm not even from here. I think that's also an indicator that I'm not even from here. I'm not even I'm not even a, an earthling. You know? I feel like I need the sugar because maybe like the body of my alienness requires a higher level of sugar potency to function in this dimension because the level of sugar that's in a candy corn is beyond. I'm definitely pretty sure, possibly, that I have a cavity right now. It's not stopping me though. I'm dedicated. This is my season, this is my time. And last year, as I stood my ground and spoke my truth, Brax actually heard me. And Brax sent me candy corn. They didn't just send me candy corn. They didn't just send me harvest mix. They sent me bats. Literally candy corn bats. What? The innovation. The innovation. Ugh. You know, pop culture isn't just about the music. It's not just about the art. It's not just about TV and film. For those of us who about this candy life? Yes, they were pop culture candies. Which brings me to a segment, candies of the 90s. So I feel like different eras have different candies. Like we, you know, can talk about old people candy, which we will get to because I feel like people be shitting and shaming on old people candy, but there are old people candies that are mainstays. Okay. okay. But when it comes to 90s candies, I feel like it's also a little bit late 80s candies. Cause I was in eight, I was in third grade in 1989. So I was deep in my candy bag already, okay? So like mid-80s, when we're talking about candies that was like the talk of the playground town, when we're talking about candies that you was like, yo, mom, can I please have 50 cents so I can go to the ice cream truck, not to buy ice cream, but to buy candy, we gotta start with lemon heads. We have no choice. We have to start with lemon heads. And we're gonna follow that up with apple heads, and then we're gonna close the triangle with fireballs right? Because all three of those round candies were about about it. Now, I know some of y'all are like, what about jawbreakers? Okay, jawbreakers had their moments because just of the novelty of the fact that it was going to like break your jaw. But for me, jawbreakers didn't have the level of flavor. Like it was more about the novelty versus like the actual taste, there was a unique taste to a fireball. Now I don't know if you're like me, but I never actually liked eating the entire fireball. It was the fire on the outside of the ball that was the good part. Once you got to the actual ball, it was like really This is not the my favorite. But it was the fire. Could you handle the fire? We used to be on the playground at the YMCA challenging each other. And again, you know, my mother was a bad influence when it came to candy. So I had a giant barrel of fireballs that was sitting on the fridge at my house. And so that was dipped into every day. And I rolled out to that YMCA and I would sell my little fireballs for five cents and have that whole place tripping. I know those, um, the the attendants there were probably like, why are these kids so fucking hyper? (laughs) Because I'm the man, I'm the Frank White on this playground with these damn fireballs. I'm distributing, yo. I got my shit up and down the block. Everything they got up there is trash up the, (laughs) up the block. They got bullshit. I got got the the shit right here. here. So when I talk about like taste. Yo, the apple head and the lemon head, they are like none other. Again, it's one of them situations where the real best part of it is the outside, but you didn't have as big of a beast of burden to eat after you got past that part because they were smaller. They were also very particular because if you really wanted to get the best taste out of a lemon head and an apple head, they needed to be just a tad bit melted so that the candy-coated outside would break away from the pellet inside in an easy fashion that would reveal the sourness. If that wasn't the case, then you were just like crunching into the whole thing. And it just, it's like, I just, to me, didn't even serve the whole purpose of why they had put the coating on the outside anyway. But to each their own, there's no wrong way to each their own. But I personally feel like that was the proper way. Like, you know, a certain cuisine, they're like, there's a proper way that you eat escargot. You have to remove it and do all this shit. Yeah. That's how I feel about certain candies. There's a proper way to properly eat this candy, to really get the full depths of the confection. Other 90s candies, we have to talk about sweet tarts and sprees. Now, my god sister was older than me, and I feel like she would always just get sprees just to be different than me. But nonetheless, it was a close cousin to the sweet tart, but it did have its own different little element of flavor. Now, my mom, being the elder, was over here eating a mento. Okay. Mentos, the fresh maker had a movement in the eighties as well. But for the kids, it was like, this isn't being packaged to me. This isn't being marketed to me, but a sweet tart was, and they have big chewy sweet tarts. Do you remember the big chewy sweet tarts? They were four in a pack. Okay. You had grape, you had green. That was apple. You had pink. I'm not sure what flavor the pink was. Are we calling it strawberry? Is it cherry? I'm not really sure. And then you had lemon and they were big as shit. And they had the hard ones and then they had the chewy ones. Now the hard ones were like discs. Okay, y'all. They were like fucking <laughs> discs. And in your little mouth, you're trying to <laughs> have this whole like sweet tart in your mouth. Terrible for the kids. Not as terrible though as pixie sticks. Can we discuss the insanity of the pixie stick? It's literally a stick of powdered <laughs> flavored sugar. And they came in like only a few flavors. It was like orange, red, great, and then they added blue later. But that pixie stick, you would have like five pixie sticks, and you'd and it's pouring into your mouth. Then you got creative, like, woman well, be a chemist. I'm about to put the pixie stick in the in the soda. Now I know people were doing this with Pop Rocks. Pop Rocks was also big at this time, but Pop Rocks weren't my jam in the same way. I fucked with the Pop Rock, don't get me wrong. But I love sour. Sour is really where my heart lies. And pixie sticks, and then we can't forget lick sticks. Also, what is happening? Y'all got three packets of sugar. Then you're gonna give me a stick made of sugar to lick and dip in the sugar to then eat. It's a wonder that we all have teeth still. For real. Because I was indulging. Okay, y'all. I was literally the candy... Ma- well, not literally the candy man because I wasn't killing anybody. But I was Candy Manda. Okay? okay? It was not a game. And people always knew when they came to my house, they was about to come the fuck up with the candies. <sighs> you know, the 80s, 90s candies, they... I feel like they, they remind me of my youth and I love the fact that I can still find them. You know, like you can still find a bazooka gum and, and open it and get the little comic book, the Archie comic. Was it an Archie comic? No. Well, sometimes it was an Archie comic, but sometimes it would just be like a regular comic, like in the little bazooka gums. And, you know, it was like, I feel like it was at a time when there was a lot more marketing being done to kids directly. And so like you were getting to see like all these new candies that would be coming out. Like, just get ready for this. This is going to be crazy. And then you had like fruit snacks like Gushers. You can't tell me Gushers was healthy. That shit was damn near candy, but they was calling it a fruit snack. Like, get out of here. Ring pops. High level shit right here, y'all. High level shit but I have to close when we're talking about 90s candies and 80s candies. I have to close with one of the most underrated, but one of the best of all time. Nerds, people, people. Can we discuss the greatness of nerds? Nerds was basically the compact greatness, elevated flavorfulness that packed the tangy punch of a sweetheart, but with the crystalline, refined goodness of the base of a pop rock. And then they would have like unique flavors. And you would get a nerd box, and the nerd box had a different flavor on each side. And you were just like, oh my God, options. You know, you had the grape and the strawberry, you had the lemonade and the orange, you had the watermelon and the cherry. And then they would come up with new flavors. And every time they came up with new flavors, it was like, oh, my God, what do they think of next? And then they thought of let's give them rainbow. Let's just give them everything. I still love nerds to this day. If you go to like Walgreens or any of these places, you can get you a big old box of nerds. for It's like a movie theater size box of nerds. And they got it in the rainbow flavors. And it is terrible for you. But it is so good for your spirit. Speaking of movies, you know, not every candy is right for a movie. Okay? I know that that's difficult for some people to truly understand, but it's the facts. Like, I believe also that a movie should be undisturbed. So I don't want to hear your candy in the movie, which is why it was like, why were you all selling hot tamales in a movie? Why were you all selling nerds in a movie? Because in order for you to access the candy, you're gonna to have to hear the rumble of the candy, right? You're gonna to have to hear the shake shake of the nerds. It's like you're doing a damn mambo. It's just not, it's not good for anybody. It's not good. Whoppers. My dad was a big fan of Whoppers. I remember when I would go to the movies with my father, he would always get like Whoppers. And I was always so annoyed. I was, I, was, I mean, I was genuinely annoyed by my father, but I was also annoyed because it was like, this was not a good choice for a film. Because you got to into the malt ball every time. And I'm a big fan of the Whopper when it's in the form of Robin's eggs, specifically for Easter candy. But in a film, in a, in a film cinematic setting, This doesn't make sense. It's not practical. So when we talk about the candies that are practical in the movie theater, my setup always begins with, I'm letting you guess. You're in your car. What do you think it is? Which one? Say it out loud. I can hear you. If you said Sour Patch Kid, you are correct. Yes, I'm a Sour Patch Kidder. It's giving, okay? Sour Patch Kids are giving me the sourness with the partnership of a gummy, because a gummy is a very other specific kind of candy that like is not all created equal. Like I love a Haribo gummy bear. My boy Mark Lamont Hill likes this other gummy bear that starts with an A. I can't even remember the name of it because I've put it out of my mind. I think it's like Albanese or something like that. He was standing so hard on these Albanese Gummy bears, he sent me a full box. Well, you know what? That was a waste of your money, okay? Because they're not it. Haribo has the texture. You know, the Germans, they were really good at refining a lot of wax shit, but when it came to cars and candy, y'all, they know what they're doing, okay? They know what they're doing. So I got really, really into my Sour Patch Kids. I've eaten far too many. But nonetheless... I stick with it in a movie theater setting. I know people like junior mints. I've been told that there's actually a version of junior mints that you can get in LA when you go to the movie theater that come from the freezer. They actually put them in the fridge for y'all. They care about it. And if you watch Seinfeld, you understand the junior mint. It was very important for people. And they've been a big fan of junior mint. We were going to do a whole segment about is chocolate candy. I decided not to, but I just think it's important to note that no. Okay. okay chocolate is not really candy. It's a treat. It's confection. It's not really candy though, unless it's like paired with something that is like undeniably candy. Okay. So if you like, you know, a Hershey's bar or I do like these Reese, is it Reese reason? I can't remember, but they have like the little squares. I think they're German. And they have versions that have like different stuff inside. So some have like cornflakes inside. Some have like mint inside. I like the ones that have marzipan inside. Ritter Sport. Yes, Ritter Sport. Thank Thank you, you, Rebecca. Rebecca. Ritter Sport. I know you guys miss seeing Rebecca. You miss hearing Rebecca, you know, because when we're doing the Zooms, you know, we don't have Rebecca right here in the room. I know you miss it, but eventually we'll get back. I know that when we get into the new normal of things, it's going to be like, well, how is this new, a new normal? It's the same, you know, but there are some things that we're going to, I mean, how is this a new normal? It's it's completely different, but there are some things that I feel like we can reinstate, and, and one of those things is having Rebecca and Brendan back in the room. Ritter sports are like these small little square, like chocolates that are really good quality chocolate. But again, I still stand on what I said. Chocolate ain't, Movie theater candy. Now, I do think that people who would get like milk duds at the movie theater, anything that has to tumble down a box to get to your mouth, cut it out. Cut it out. We did go to the movies the other day and my man had, um, some Sour Patch kids and he was like trying to open the bag and it's like, respect. That they're all we're all here together. Wait for like some noise in the movie to open the bag. It's like dead silence, and you just hear. I was like, I'm I'm actually gonna kill you. Like, I know that in this movie they kill people, but I'm actually gonna kill you. Stop. Wait until there's some type of <gasps> you feel me? Like it's just ugh, anywho. So if you're going to the movies. I know that right now we're not really in the movies like that. And that was like that one time that I went to the movies and I didn't really feel fully comfortable. But if you're going to be respectful about the candy choice, all right, maybe just settle on some gum and call it a day. Now, I know you're wondering, how does she talk about movie candy without mentioning Twizzlers and Red Vines? And you're right. I purposely did not mention either of those because they need to be talked about in their own space. Now, I didn't know this. L.A. only cares about red vines. And I knew there was an East Coast, West Coast beef back in the day. But I surely did not know that there was an East Coast, West Coast beef in relation to red vines and Twizzlers. Apparently, Twizzlers is a West Coast, I mean, is an East Coast thing. And red vines is a West Coast thing. Now, me being someone who is for all goodness, love both of them. But I will say they have unique tastes and you may not like both of them. Red Vines has a little bit more of a licorice y to it. And Twizzlers is more of like a soft strawberry palate to it. And also Twizzlers has definitely branched out and done a whole lot of other shit. Remember they had the pull and peel and they had like different flavors. You can get apple, you can get blueberry, you can get all different kinds of Twizzlers. They had tropical flavored Twizzlers. I remember when I went to... Hershey park in Pennsylvania and they make Twizzlers. And so I just bought, I remember buying like an absurd amount of Twizzlers candy and that I definitely shouldn't have gotten, but they had like all these different flavors. Speaking of which I forgot to mention when we talked about our eighties, nineties candies, airheads Airheads. y'all remember airheads the levels with airheads. And then when they got the mystery airheads and then you weren't sure what flavor it is, they knew what they were doing. I don't feel like they put that much, that much into candy these days to make it as exciting. Or maybe the kids these days just need a lot more, but we were just fully fine with an airhead mystery flavor and dum-dums did the same thing. But dum-dums is the kind of candy that you only got when you went to like the dentist or the doctor and you were happy to get it. But like, it's not something you were going to buy for yourself. But side note, there was a candy called Chupa Chups that I think is from Latin America. And it was ice cream flavors candies. And when I discovered those, a whole new world, it was like some other shit. And here we go. Rebecca said, Salvador Dali designed the label on Chupa Chups. Really? Oh my goodness. You see, this was the good taste will find you anywhere. If you have good taste, I mean, it, then nothing's stopping you anywhere. And the things that are good will find their way to you. Which brings me back to Red Vines versus Twizzlers. You know, I feel like, though, the people who like Twizzlers and don't like Red Vines, like, they're just like, oh, yeah, I like Twizzlers. I don't like Red Vines. People who like Red Vines and don't like Twizzlers are like, fuck Twizzlers. I can't stand Twizzlers. Like There's, like, an anger, and I think it's because they feel like Twizzlers are privileged <laughs> And have had more access to the masses, and they're standing up for the fringe, the fringe red vines and their right to be seen because they need representation too. But, you know, when we want to talk about representation, I feel like we also need to regard that there are some old head candies that will always stand the test of time. And that do not deserve to be thrown under the rug based on ageism. Okay? Let's run down some of them. Now, when you in church or any type of possibly mundane, but just quiet gathering, everybody still loves a hard candy. The All Heads would always have a hard candy in the purse. It might be a peppermint. It might be a butterscotch. It might be a Werther's. I have a bag of Worthers, it just stays in my car. Because ever so often you're like, you know what, I have a taste for that. And it's very low maintenance candy. Remember the little strawberries? And then the package looked like a little strawberry. And then when you got to the center, it had that little gooey strawberry goodness. You know you remember that. Mm, it's taking you back. It's taking you back. I know you remember. It was a good time. It was a good time. OH has knew what they were doing. Then you got crystallized ginger. Now, some of y'all may not even be up on that. Some of y'all may not be aware of the crystallized ginger movement. Now, I like to eat crystallized ginger called gingers, but you can also get them at Trader Joe's. And basically it's ginger that's crystallized. Now, ginger is some old head shit, but then you crystallize it and that is also some old head shit, but it's still good, okay? And it tricks you into thinking like, yeah, this is bad for my teeth, but it's like good for my digestive system. So I'm, I'm balancing, I'm balancing, Then we got peanut brittle. People, people, people. Peanut brittle is very delicious. Some people might be like, Amanda, peanut brittle isn't candy. It absolutely is candy. It's literally cooked sugar with some peanuts in it. It's delicious. Specifically, Sea's Candy's brand, Peanut Brittle. I'm obsessed with it. I have several boxes right now in my pantry. When I was on the reel and there was like some bullshit that went down, they were like, how can we make this better? And I was like, I mean, a complete overhaul of the staffing as well as an addressing of the way your policies are indicative of discrimination, but also some sea candy, peanut brittle. Needless to say that the sea candy, peanut brittle showed up at my door immediately. The other changes were unable to be implemented immediately, <laughs> I got my C's candy peanut brittle. They literally got me like 10 boxes. Now the problem is that they're made with an incredible amount of butter and it turns out that the butter was making me break out. So I haven't even had the opportunity to indulge in my beloved peanut brittle for quite some months because I didn't want to keep breaking out, but I miss it. I miss it so. And I look at it in the the closet and I feel like maybe just the fact that it's there makes me feel like, okay, I can have it anytime. So I'm not like as pressed. But if you haven't had sea's Candy Peanut Brittle and you love a peanut or you love a brittle, treat yourself, okay? Because as someone who grew up on score bars, do you remember a score bar? Score bars were incredible. Not a Heath bar, not to be confused with a Heath bar, a score bar, because I feel like a Heath bar the ratio of toffee to chocolate wasn't the right one for me. Scorebar was the perfect ratio of toffee to chocolate. Uh, the particular way that I would eat it, I would almost break it in half and then I would nibble the chocolate off and then I would eat the candy, the toffee, if you will. It's just, that's like one of my favorite flavors, that toffee flavor. Mm, 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 mm. And the C's peanut brittle is giving you that. It's giving it to you. And... I want you to indulge in that. So that's that's your homework. If you have an ability to get your hands on some seized Candy Peanut Brittle, do it. Do yourself a favor. I'm thinking about that score bar though. I'm really still thinking about it. It was so good. You know what was a candy overseas that I really loved? It was called Honeycomb. And it's from England. And what it is, it's, it's literally a honeycomb dipped in milk chocolate. And again, I told you, I'm not really a big chocolate person. So I can't have, I don't want a whole bunch of chocolate, but it was just the right amount for you to feel like, oh, this enhanced the honey gum. Now I just want to point out that I've been talking about candy for approximately 35 minutes right now straight. You know what that is? That's not just love. That's dedication. Okay. I didn't come on here just talking to y'all about some basic shit. You've been hearing about all different types of candies. And I feel like that really says something. It's the joy. You gotta love your joy. I remember I had a piano teacher tell me about this candy. He was like, oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. This candy is so good. I'm gonna bring it to you. And it was a Yabba Zabba bar. It was terrible. It was terrible. In contrast about weird named candies, I remember when the Whatchamacallit came out and that was the name, it. Everybody was like, ooh, that's a great jingle. Whatchamacallit? Because it had all types of things in it. It had like a wafer, then it had like little nougat. It had chocolate, then it had like little crisps. Whatchamacallit? It was all combined in one thing. It was delicious. It was delicious. If I wasn't a comedian and a creative and all this shit, I think I could have been a very, very successful confectioner. Willy Wonka wouldn't have had shit on me. But the old head candies, don't sleep on them don't because they still out here and in a pinch you're gonna be like damn i needed that butterscotch i was dying now of all these candies and i'd let you know that i know the range there are some to keep and some to leave now everyone has their preferences of course but my top three keep it's and top three leave it's are as follows we're gonna go from the bottom up We're going to keep popcorn-flavored jelly bellies slash hot tamales. Yes, we're going to keep them. They're actually the same build of candy. You've got a gummy center with a flavored outside. And that flavored outside is a very particular flavor. The popcorn jelly bean, is it doesn't have anything to do with any of the other jelly beans. It, because it's a flavor that's like, how you do this? How did you even make this? The fruity flavor is okay. Okay. I can get that. But how did you get the flavor of a popcorn into a jelly bean and make it taste like popcorn without feeling wrong? They did it, Joe. They did it. However, you can't eat too many. It will make you throw up. Just yes. saying. And that's probably an indicator of what's in it to make it taste like popcorn as candy. Now. My leave it goobers. I don't want a chocolate covered peanut. I don't want it. And if I want it, I don't want it in a box. You know what I'm saying? Like I want it from like the farmer's market or in like some nice little plastic bag from Trader Joe's. I don't want it in a box trying to pretend like it's something that's fun. It's not, it's not fun. It's bland, it's boring. I know some of you are like, but that's my joint. Well, you know, your candy taste is bland and boring. And that's just what it is. And I mean, you can can own that. You can own that. On the other column, my second to last keep it, candy corn, yeah. Candy corn. That's how much I love it. I put it on the list of keep its. Number two. Because I want candy corn year round. And, and let me tell you, when I was growing up, there was also like a very specific brand. My mother could only get me Brack's candy corn or Farley's candy corn. Anything else were charlatans. They were fake. They were phony. They were frauds. These were the real deal because they also advertised they used real honey. And I don't know if that's true, but it tasted like it. Now on my list of leave it's (sighs) Smarties. Now over across the pond, they have a candy that is called Smarties that are basically like M&Ms, but they have like a little bitterness to them. We're not talking about those. We're talking about the smarties that people would get from the whack ass candy, where it was like basically like a bunch of little discs that aren't sweet or or sour. They're just kind of chalk and they're rolled up in a little plastic with like little twists on the ends. Now, I'm sure at one time this was an innovative candy and you know everybody was all about it, but the time I came around, this candy was tired. Okay. Smarties was definitely not the move and no one ever ate them like they were the candies that were the last of your Halloween candy and you ate it just because you were like "Ugh, this is what's here so I guess if I have to but it was never a first choice when you're trading candy at Halloween after you're looking at your Halloween haul no one is like all right I want all your Smarties and if you were I need to have you on the show because I mean you're different and I'm curious. Now, on the top of my list, it's not necessarily my favorite candy of all time, but it is my favorite candy right now. Haribo Crazy Spaghetti. Let me tell you, it is so bad for you, I'm sure. I'm sure there's dyes in there that make no sense. Why is this strand pink? Why is this blue? Why is this green? But damn, they're good. And the little spaghettis are like just the right length to where it's just like, that's what I needed. I needed that pack of punch right there. Mm. Mm, 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 And when I'm editing, they're exactly what I want. So when I'm editing and I'm doing this podcast for y'all, I am craving candy the whole time when I'm recording. But once I'm editing views for Amanda Land or any of the other stuff that you can catch on our Patreon, I'm eating me some spaghettis, y'all, and sour spaghettis at that. But what I'm dodging, and this is the last item on my leave it list, licorice, ugh, hurry. We hate it. Black licorice, it might be one of the only black things I don't like. I love black holes, okay? I love black bats. I, I mean, I didn't like the black plague either, but you know what I'm saying. I love black people. But listen, black licorice, who likes it? Who are you all that like it? Somebody's in their car right now like, oh my God, I actually love black licorice. Yeah. You know what? The way that people feel about me and candy corn is how I feel about people who eat black licorice. I'm just like, y'all the same people who don't wet your toothbrush before you use it. Savagery. I can't do it. It's just bitter. It feels like it's going to make you start foaming at the mouth. Like, it's also just like it's in your mouth when it's like in your teeth. Ugh. Ugh. Save it. Keep it, trash it. Just get the far away from me. I want no parts of black licorice. None. The last. Now this Halloween, all of you all who have kids and they're going out trick-or-treating, let yourself indulge in their candy a little bit. I'm not saying take all their candy because some of y'all are shady. But fuck it. Give yourself a little trick or treat. Shit, it's been a doozy over two years. We kind of need some little joy. And now they got all different kinds of candies that they put in these kids' bags. So you can get out some new shit too see what they got. But all of us know for real, just like the music, we lived in a heyday in the 80s and 90s of candy. And I love talking about it almost as much as I love eating it. So I hope you enjoyed this little ride Through my Amanda Wonderland of candies. And I hope you try some of them. And I hope you get a new favorite. So Rebecca has put me on to a uh, possible substitution for Sour Patch Kids, which we all know are just like full sugar. They're called Watermelon Lemonade Yum Earth Organic Sour Twists. Rebecca, you said that you could eat several of these in a setting? Yeah, a whole bag. A whole bag. She stands behind them. I'm going to give them a whirl. I'm going to give them a whirl. You know what I also didn't mention, though? In them 80s and them 90s, mambas. Everybody was all about mambas because mambas, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, no relation to the candy, but it made me think of him, of course. Because mambas had like a pack and a pack. And it would have different flavors, but then it was like a pack. And I know y'all didn't think I was going to get off this episode without mentioning the number one candy of the 80s. Now and laters. Now and laters. Now and laters was real. Now and laters, you had to get them from the candy lady. Now and laters was hard candy, different flavors, but you could suck on that shit for a long time. It lasted. It started now and it lasted till later. Are the kids still eating nominators? I don't know. I don't know. But I was a fan. I was a fan. And Rebecca said, you can also try the gummy bears. They have a really good texture too. So Yum Earth Organic Gluten Watermelon Lemonade. Why do not any candies, you know, advertise on this podcast? So they can send me some free candies. Why not? Can we get some candy sponsors? Shit. Anywho, I tried to say bye before. I'll say bye again. The last dose. I've had a great time. This was super fun. I hope everybody out there is having just as much fun as me listening because we're going to have to go back to the real world in about five seconds. But for now, mmm, the sweetness.